When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, I've been rough enough here for a good while. Everything's going very badly from top to bottom throughout the organization. But one month still remains on the schedule for better or worse. Today I'm going to try to take a different angle on that month. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates are back in action tonight on the wrong side of the Commonwealth facing the Phillies. That's a 7.05 p.m. first pitch. Three games there and then three games in Milwaukee. I'll be making the flight over there for that series. Don't ask. Don't ask. You have to book these things in advance, okay? But, you know, I I can tell you that I'm not going to go there all, you know, looking for blood or whatever. There's still five full weeks of baseball in front of this franchise in 2022. And even if they don't care about the actual outcomes... That might just be a good thing, considering the caliber of the schedule they'll be facing the rest of the way. The things that happen underneath do matter. The things that happen individually, the progression as opposed to the endless regression of the individual players, that kind of stuff, that can happen. And you know what? To that end, we are quickly approaching the one-year anniversary of the firing of Rick Eckstein, which happened on August 30 of 2021. As such, we now have precedent that Ben Charrington can fire a hitting coach with a month left in the regular season. So with overwhelming evidence at his disposal right now, as we're speaking right this very second, to fire Andy Haynes, he can do that, and he can have someone else come in and get their hands on these hitters for a month and then carry that into instructional ball and then the Arizona League and then next year into spring training, and you get the message here. This is a failed hitting coach. That's not mean. That's not personal. That's purely professional. There is a reason that the Brewers made him the only member of their coaching staff who was fired after last season when the Brewers won their division. 
And that reason, plain and simple, was that the hitters in Milwaukee regressed under Haynes, notably Christian Yelich, who's getting a ton of money up there. Well, that pattern has not been broken. The hitters in Pittsburgh have all regressed under Haynes, including the very best of those hitters, Brian Reynolds, Kibrian Hayes. And if Haynes was responsible, as the Pirates had insisted that he would be back in the spring, for the entire system and the hitting methodologies utilized up and down the organization, well then, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how much more obvious it can be. This has to come first. And after that, I think there's a chance you could see some real positives in September. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Let's get hypothetical here, okay? I mean, not that the firing of Haynes wasn't hypothetical, it obviously was. I don't think that's going to happen at all. However, however, let's say that it does, and let's say that O'Neill Cruz all of a sudden begins making more regular contact. Let's say that O'Neill Cruz stops flailing with one wrist, not even his whole arm, just his wrist, when lefties throw him virtually anything, but especially sliders. Let's say that Michael Chavis is allowed to gasp, stay in the lineup, and face right-handers. Maybe he'll find a way to make contact under a new hitting coach. Let's say that Jack Suwinski comes back from Indianapolis And the first thing he does in his first game, which, by the way, really ought to be tonight in Philadelphia, is to hit his 15th home run and continues to lead the majors in home runs and make everyone associated with the franchise, but especially Haynes, look ridiculous for his ever having been sent back down. Yes, he was 0 for 30. Yes, he might well have benefited from it in the short term, but to leave him down there this long... That just tells me you don't have answers in Pittsburgh. You're looking for them at a lower level just by handing him lower-level competition. You can't tell me that a kid who hits 14 home runs in two months in the majors can't have answers handed to him right here? Right here at this level? Come on, man. And for that matter, you might see other kids get called up. Travis Swaggerty's overdue. Jihuan Bai is grossly overdue for how well he's hit in Indianapolis. Cal Mitchell can come back. Diego Castillo can come back. And now, with the presumed new hitting coach in Pittsburgh, they can come up and not instantly regress within a handful of days and then get sent back down to Indianapolis because there are no answers in Pittsburgh. Can you see where I'm headed here? I know there are other issues related to this ball club. I know that the fielding has regressed. I know that some parts of the pitching have uh, regressed is a little too harsh. Pitching has more plateaued than anything else here. I'll give Oscar Marine his due on that front. I really like what I've seen of Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, and I'm not about to pin 
anything on David Bednar with his having had a back injury. But the hitting, the hitting's just a joke. The hitting is some of the worst hitting we've seen in the 136-year history of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. That's, that's, that's a joke. I can't even come up with an alternative word for joke. It's just a joke. It's all it is. But it doesn't have to be that way. Charrington can do what he did last year. Just, you know, buck up about it. All right, you made a bad hire. Big whoop. Everybody makes bad hires. I run DK Pittsburgh Sports, a small business. I've made bad hires. You admit the mistake, you correct the mistake, you move on. What you don't do is continue wallowing in that mistake or worrying that, oh no, I'm now going to be looked like the guy who can't hire or find a hitting coach. You blew it. Everyone at the time knew you blew it. All they had to do was look at Haynes' track record. Now you've added to that track record. You've seen it right in front of your eyes. You've seen every single hitter on the roster and then down through the organization go backward. That's a real problem. You brought in a hitting coach who can't coach hitting. He's tried to coach these guys to sit there and watch a 100 pitches go by. That's why Daniel Vogelback was the dream acquisition. Most pitches per plate appearance in all of the majors. Great. Wonderful. It works for Vogie. Doesn't work for everybody. Whatever happened to player-centric development? Whatever happened to focusing on what's best for the player? Why are you taking a kid like Sawinski who swings naturally, who's aggressive naturally, and telling him to go up there and watch pitches go by? What about O'Neill Cruz? Swings naturally, aggressive naturally. He goes up to the plate and watches strike one and strike two go right down the pipe. Everyone's a terrible hitter in an 0-2 count. How did I started this positive? Did you hear? You can rewind. I did. I started it positive. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And today's J1Q comes from Thomas, who asks, Hey, Dan, shortly after Ben Charrington took over, people were touting the Pirates farm system as a top five system in Major League Baseball. My thought was, how could that have happened so soon? Because, as you know, it was in shambles. Was that just a bunch of stupid hype or what? I don't get it. Thomas, your timeline's a a little bit off. Uh, Nobody was hyping up the Pirates farm system the moment that Ben Charrington showed up. It did happen after about a year or so 
and it was more along the lines of 7 or 8, even 9 and 10, depending on which ranking you're citing. And it happened in large part because of the rise of O'Neill Cruz in the system. Cruz, of course, having been acquired by the previous administration. Now, if you want to look at it from probably the more fitting timeline, I think it's a very, very valid question to ask how the Pirates have gone from being as high as two, three, or four among farm systems as recently a year ago, and now working their way back out of the single digits because of, here's that word again, the big regression. The regression has not been limited to Pittsburgh. Yes, Henry Davis has been hurt. Yes, Nick Gonzalez has been hurt. Yes, there's been at least one prospect who's gotten better in terms of hitting, and that's Andy Rodriguez, to his inestimable credit. What a terrific young dude this is, too. But where we sit right now, when looking at this picture, the Pirates have one player in Baseball America's top 50. That's Termar Johnson, who literally hasn't taken a professional at bat yet. Johnson having been the number four overall pick in the draft and not having yet been affected in one direction or the other by the Pirates' development system. But here's the thing that gets me, and yes, it's easy and obvious, really elementary, if you think about it, to look at just the very top prospects and say, okay, they've dropped off a bit, or they've been hurt, or both, and then you can lump in Quinn Priester into that as well. And your system's going to take a hit because those are the guys that are expected and the only guys that are expected to make it to the majors. The rest are still seen as uncertain. So when those guys take a hit, your system takes a hit. But I feel very comfortable asking, where is the Pirates version of Michael Harris too? The 21-year-old kid with the Braves who was a third-round pick just three years ago. Where is that prospect? Where's the stunning surprise prospect uh, who just comes out of nowhere and starts doing big things? I swear, as long as I've been alive and followed this franchise, even in the darkest years, there were always prospects like that, at least one or two, where you'd say, whoa, who's this Steve Pierce who's hitting all these home runs or, or whoever? I'm asking you here, asking, who is that prospect in 2022? I'll reiterate and give proper credit for Andy Rodriguez, but I can't go any further than that. I can't cite another player who's gotten better in the minors. And with all due tips of the cap to the younger outfielders who in Indianapolis will occasionally hit well, they're not children. They're not 21, 22 years old. And I'll repeat that when they do come to Pittsburgh, they instantly regress, whether that's because of this hitting coach or whatever, and then they go right back. That's also reflective of your system, because when a Cal Mitchell comes up and then goes back because it didn't work out, or Travis Swaggerty, he's a first-round pick, comes up and then goes back because it didn't work out, that's another knock on your prospect status. Oh, I did tell you I'd try today, didn't I? I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have been 
anywhere near that disingenuous when I absolutely knew better. This isn't good. This isn't a good situation. It's not what 2019 was. 2019 was the amalgam of a dozen years worth of screwing up. 2019 was Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark having held a disjointed stranglehold over the organization for way, way, way too long. It was a dozen years of Frank Coonley thinking he knew baseball when he didn't and getting involved way too often. All of that and all of that needed to go. And it did. And it was absolutely the right move by Bob Nutting, even though it practically took him getting shoved off the edge of a cliff to make that move. This isn't that. I don't ever mean to approximate it to that. I think Charrington's made a couple of key bad hirings, and he's paid the price for that. The whole organization's paid the price for that this year. He can fix that. He can even fix it on the one-year anniversary of Eckstein getting fired. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. The next time we go at this, I'll be in Milwaukee. Yay! Yay!